Coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia, this is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. That was fancy. Was that fancy? Yeah. I know that Fearless was me. Formula. Uh, welcome to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. I'm your host, Sharon Klein, and today on the show, we have the owner of a forensic cleaning company, which is so cool. It's called Fresh Start Biohazard Cleaning Services. They specialize in cleanup of crime scenes, tear gas, deaths, and hoarding and virus and disinfection. I mean, you kind of cover all the bases here. Yeah, <laughs> all the things that nobody wants to touch or look that at would or be smell. <laughs> I love that you're here. <laughs> Please welcome. I'm sorry. Constance, Constance Payne. Payne to the it's show. okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about murder. Like that's in the back of my mind. It's throwing me off a little bit because that's not been something I've focused on here on the show. So I'm, I'm so fascinated by what you do because it's not just that part of your life that's really interesting and different. You have a whole other aspect, which I mean, I can't wait to talk about. So let's start with your business. Um, how did you get started in this? Uh, well, I started working for a third party company about four years ago. Friend of a friend got me into it because uh, I was looking for work that I could do that was sporadic, that made good money. So I could also be an actor because you can't really do the nine to five or, you know, it, it's really hard to rise in the ranks of a company and then say, hey, I need two weeks off to go <laughs> film this movie or I'm going to Europe for a month. Bye. Right. Uh, so now being able to own my own company and, and take these calls by myself, I can do the things that I want to do. Well, it's, it's what people say on the show a lot is how being their own business owner allows for so much more flexibility and they'd never imagine working for another you know, company where they have a boss, they can make their own hours. Um, but I imagine with yours, the hours are probably all over the place because all kinds of things happen day and night. Yeah. Yeah. It's all over the place. It just depends on when somebody wants to make that call and say, all right, I've had enough or, Hey, I've discovered my family member is in a jam and they have decided that this is enough or there's everything is so different. I mean, it comes from hoarding people that have lived in garbage, never thrown it out for about a year or two to maybe people just hoarding certain items. And then we go over to the death part of it. You know, if there's a murder, um, got to wait for the, the, the crime scene to be cleared on that one. Or if somebody's found discovered dead, they, depending on how long they've been there is how hard my job is. I might have to cut a bath, like, you know, gut the bathroom out if, if they wow. explode in there. Um, you know, because you're talking like human decomposition. If you're stuck in, in a house and your air goes out and all of that for three months straight and you're just roasting – um, and people don't know. Yeah. So. Well, honestly, there's certain cases where I'm like, how the hell did you all not know? I could smell a dead body. The smell of human decomposition is unlike any type of smell you've ever smelled in your life. And I could smell the shit from out um, like at the beginning of a subdivision and, and, and people that have been in um, like condo units. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're really all connected close somewhere. Proximity of each other. And, and you think you'd see your neighbor's grass getting five feet high, their mail spilling out of their mailbox box their cars haven't moved in forever and you got this horrible stink going on and no one said a word <laughs> something might be amiss here people but you know it just goes back to the general population just being very um into themselves and what they're doing i think that's interesting just in general thinking about how i think the world is like how i see it often so i'm in my own world and the world what gets reflected to me is the way I, I see the world, but there's a whole other side that I don't I'm guilty anticipate. of it too in aspects, you know, yeah. like in my office for acting, it's like, I mean, I could, it's a very, very small universe that I live in for that. And, and I think that's why I do um, like the, the job that I have outside of that with the forensic cleaning. Cause it reminds me about like being human, you know, and what's important in life. And, and that's one thing that I've learned at the end of every day the only thing that matters is human life and quality of life. Absolutely everything else is bullshit. Well, I never really thought about how you can um, draw parallels between um, what it's like to be an actor and, and sort of live a human experience in that way, reflect a human experience, but then also deal with someone else's end of their human experience and how you can 
draw yeah draw parallels between the two. Well, I never thought about that. That's what makes me a good actor. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm really taking like <laughs> yeah. experiences from my from from reality here, and then just using under imaginary uh, circumstances when I'm on a set, and then I can just like really go into something wow. um, and show uh, some some really good unique emotions. So can't imagine. So how do you deal with what you do experience emotion wise? In a, a crime scene or in a cleanup situation that you can tell um, was maybe not a natural death, but maybe something violent or just the energy behind what you're cleaning. Yeah, really, honestly, it doesn't matter if something's violent. Like there's so many different words you can use to describe so many different scenes, uh, depending on the circumstances and and all of that. And, you know, the first thing I got to do is just emotionally close myself off and do my job because I can't be crying Right, right. Yeah, I can't be crying, and, and I got to be able to do my job and remember line item how to do it, um, you know, for sanitation purposes and, and get on out of there. And then I deal with that later. Okay. Yeah, you know, so I'll do some gardening. I lift weights, so, you know, hit the um, hit the heavy bag. You turn that. it to a positive. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. For as much as death is a part of my life, I like to watch things grow. I've got, you know, a couple animals and stuff like that, too. And garden. That's yeah, so sweet. I garden. And then I also like to shoot guns and <laughs> run around topless in the forest, you know. Uh, oh, about what time does that happen? Yeah. I'm just curious. At four o'clock, you know, cocktail hour. <laughs> Where exactly would this be? Yeah, see, I mean, it, my, my decompression uh, techniques might not work for everyone, but this is what works. Works for me. Uh, don't <laughs> knock it till you try it, everyone. Well, I think also it makes you. It's a unique personality that can handle the kind of job that you're doing as well, right? So, I, I mean, whatever works for you to make this so that it's a cathartic experience as opposed to one that brings your spirit down and has negative effects of your life sounds positive to me. Oh yeah, yeah. And then not to say that there aren't like some really hard, you know, days. And you know, sometimes I might not say nothing for a couple of days. Uh, you know, which makes personal relationships a little strenuous and stuff like that. I guess it's more or less I'm the type of person where it's like, hey, how was your day? Fine. Like, <laughs> look, why can't that be an okay answer? Knowing what I do for a living. Can that just can we leave oh, it at that? Not, uh, Are you not allowed to talk about certain things? No, I mean, I could talk about whatever I want. Okay. Um, there, there's certain things I personally don't. Uh, I mean, I could talk to you about in depth about other items off of air. Right. Um, you know, for there, there's a lot of different reasons. There's a lot that goes into what I do. Um, you know, did you have to get certified? Obviously, what was the process in order to be someone that could have a business like this? Um, there's a lot of online certifications and stuff like that. Just like with everything in business, it's, everything has to be up to OSHA standards. So you know, there's in-person classes, there's online certificates, and then every year you gotta re-up on them and pay your money and stuff like that. I got a lot of my uh, blood cleanup experience when I was in my early 20s. I was a tattoo artist. And oh. so that cross-contamination uh, was really beat into my, you know, head. It's like it doesn't matter how many gloves you got to use in a day, you know. Yeah. like you, you, you use them all you the time. You use them all the time. Yeah. You take them off. Whoop, whoop, <laughs> if there's even a question. Um, and, you know, just just being all around clean. Right, right. So, okay, so you were able to get your certification. You used to live, I want to say, is it Indiana that you're from? That's where I was born. Where you were born? Okay, how did you come here? Um, well, from northwest Indiana, was down in Texas for a little bit, uh, met and lived with my dad for a little, and uh, started doing radio uh, while I was tattooing and stuff. What did you do with radio? Uh, I, was, uh, I was on... Um, I was on a morning show. Well, first I was a bone babe for Cumulus Radio, and that's where I met Dan Aykroyd and oh, everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a very good, fun time in my life. And then I started being on a morning show uh, in Alabama. I was the chick on the all male show. Um, How was that? I need to know. It was fun. I mean, I had a good time. A lot of laughter. It's just Alabama, Rocket City was not. There wasn't enough going on for me at that point in in my life. And so then I went down to Daytona Beach. I had some friends and family out there and um, started tattooing again, started rocking out and became an actor. I mean, I've just <laughs> done so many different things. It's, it's all gotten me where I'm at today. And, you know, any type of business I've owned or worked for has helped, um, you know, shape the way that I do things today. And I haven't always made the best, mis you know, the best choices in business. <laughs> right. But I've learned from my mistakes. Sure. Uh, and I'm proud of that. Well, I mean, that's to me, it's not a mistake. Well, yeah, exactly. Right? It's yeah. a lesson. And so many people ask me for asking um, for acting tips right now, too. And like there's no book for that. 
uh, all you can do is anytime I've done it, I do a lot of mixed martial arts too. And so I'm really into cross training and I take that type of lesson into every element and aspect of my life is that everywhere you go, people are going to do things a little bit different of the way or totally different. And it's good to learn all the different ways that everybody does stuff and learn all the different types of personalities and people that do it and then pick what works for you and just do that. Well, even being able to identify with different personality types and different aspects of people can help you, I imagine, as an actor as well. Oh, absolutely. I love going down the rabbit hole of of um, different businesses and unique personalities. Just talking to people. As much as I'm – I was talking to you about this off air. I'm an introverted extrovert. As much as I'm like – I can't get a conversation started. If somebody comes up and says hi to me, oh, we could talk all day long. I, blah, 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 blah. But I can't just go up to somebody that I've never spoken to before in my life and – and, and and say anything. You know how hard it is to get yes, a I date do. like that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I'm very familiar. I'm the same in that I need as much um, time where I'm interacting as as I do quiet because it like refills my spirit in some way. I like both, but I'm not like exactly an introvert. I'm not exactly an extrovert. But I think like things like this to me feel like I get the best of both worlds because we're you, you know using media to be out there in the world, which has extroversion to it. But here we are just the two of us having like a little chit chat. Like the energy is super calm because yeah. it's just you and me, which is nice. Yeah. Okay. I just went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Oh myself. no, no. And we get like <laughs> you know, and that's the thing too. It's like with with acting between acting and and the forensic cleaning, I get enough excitement there. You know, <laughs> like, I want to go hang out in the forest after that or plant in my garden. Well, something wonderful and calm about trees, and because I love trees, I love I have like a little bit of a woods in the back of my yard, and I have to say that some of the calming times that I have is being quiet outside, just listening to nature. And it's amazing how it calms my spirit down. Um, so, yeah, I think that sometimes makes me feel more spiritual than like a spiritual actual building. You oh, know, yeah, just being in nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I get you, girl. So you also do method acting. I do. Yeah. What is that like? Um, well, I got my own thing. Um, you know, like there's certain types of method actors out there. Like some, they'll they'll be in character all on set from the t- you know what I mean, or for months on end. And I, I don't do that. I mean, not knocking that. That works for other people. That's cool. Um, but me personally, I just do a lot of character research and development. And you know, I kind of create my own version of this character. Like, I'll talk to the director a whole lot or the writer and really get a good idea before I'm on set of who this person is, you know, cause they're only giving you certain details that you can pull out of the script. And, um, if the script is written well, then you've got all this foreshadowing and, you know, all these things that you can work with can draw, yeah, yeah, to build an actual person and a unique character versus just being a body that moves and talks. Right. Like if that you embody sense. it. Yeah. Yeah. But you also do stunts. Yeah. I how, do stunts. How did, is that why also you're doing, you're into like the fitness part of it? Yeah. That's why I do a lot of fitness and uh, MMA stuff. And I lift a heavy a lot. Um, I'm boxing and jujitsu based martial artist. And uh, oh. so I've done a lot of my fight choreography for a lot of the lower budget films and everything that I do. Um, I mean, I think it's fun. Oh, oh, you, you got to see this one. I get my face smashed in the dirt, um, in this mud pole. Cause we were, we were supposed to be doing something else. And then the rain started coming and we're like, oh, hell. All right. And oh I was God. like, we'll just set this, um, this scene up outside my producer's house. We got a wood pile. I'll just start shopping. So we just came up with something on the fly and we start wrestling around in the mud. And, um, I was telling the guy, it was a new guy I was working with. And I was like, all right, I want you to grab me by the back of my hair and fucking stuff me down in there right and <laughs> and so it was a real fun scene and like i mean i had mud in my teeth and it was oh yeah God. it was it was a good time and uh, i didn't really we didn't think things through and so then i'm like butt naked in my producer's backyard getting hosed off by the coldest water hose ever we're all just laughing i'm like um so you know being on set's fun you know you never know every every day's a unique surprise like <laughs> so funny. i'm trying to imagine this because and they must love you because you're diverse you have like skills that they really value i imagine oh yeah i'm, I'm useful in all in a lot of different ways because i mean i'm really popular in the indie market right now i'm working my my way up and everything and uh, I have a small production company um, based out of Calhoun that uh, that I do a lot of work out of. So we do like little short um, 
little like you know anywhere between five and ten minute type of real material for other actors and stuff. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, I have a great time being an actor, no matter what I'm playing. Like, and we're doing a lot of different types of characters for me right now. Like before, it was always like, oh, this former military, you know, badass, mercenary. yeah, mercenary, <laughs> all the or FBI agent, all that kind of stuff. And and now, uh, you know, I paid a, an, an assault victim. Uh, not that long ago, and um, oh, I just got booked on a music video. I get to, I get to kiss a really hot chick. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, yeah. What video we have to see this? You have to send me links. So I'll, send you links. Sure. I'll send you so links. I'll send you links. So awesome. Yeah, it's this uh, Brazilian artist. She's like super awesome. Um, I like her music, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little judgy when it comes to uh, people making original music. I really like her music. Oh, it's got this so nice like... creepy kind of sounds to it. Like think like Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas wow. type. Oh, cool. Yeah, but with a little poppy umphiness. It's so weird. But how nice that you get to be part of something you actually really like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a thing. It's like I, I like I fit in this. I'm it's I'm a genre in its own. Like, and that's why I dress the way that I dress, and and I don't cover up my tattoos anywhere I go because if you don't like me by the way that I look, then you're not my people, and I don't want to do business with you anyway. Exactly. And right. I'm not going to be baking muffins on any Hallmark movie channel or anything like that. I, I was reading a little bit about your story about how initially people um, gave you a hard time about your tattoos. You'll never succeed in this business. Oh, yeah. I heard a lot of things from acting uh, teachers when I first started. And, you know, that was that was the main one. That they're like, oh, no, you have too many tattoos. They'll, they'll, nobody's ever going to hire you. And not only saying that, but, like, looking at me like I'm a piece of garbage when they do it. So weird. So judgy. And, yeah, and I was the first person hired out of that class. And I was hired for a lead role in, in a, a YouTube series that's got 2.9 million views on oh it. Oh, my god! Yeah, yeah. So it's really weird. <laughs> Oh, I'm the, and now here I'm at in my career. I got a, um, a film called Adrenaline. I filmed out in Europe um, two years ago, uh, and I filmed it with Louis Mandalore from The Debt Collector. Oh, my. Yeah. Louis and Costas were in that movie, and I, I'm the leading lady in it uh, as an FBI agent. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it's right now it's running the, uh, the European train right now. It, it's in Japan, Brazil. Uh, it just got released in Germany and uh, just here in America shortly. You're all over the world. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been it's cool. And I and then I just hang out here in little Woodstock. I know, right? You know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so conservative compared to like considering what you do and your genre and what you're interested in and how you present yourself. Like, but it still works for you. Everything yeah. falls into place for you. Yeah. That's so cool, though, because you're being your authentic self. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like a lot of my good friends, they're all like senior citizens and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I love it though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm wholesome, but deadly. <laughs> You're on both sides of the spectrum. I feel like I am too, because I'm kind of like, I have, like I was saying, I'm a bit introverted, but I'm a bit extroverted. I have a rebellious side to me, but I also like to fit in. I have like, I'm, I don't know what I am. I, I'm a radio host at the moment, though. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what I was this morning, but then I realized that I was still stuck in this body. So, yeah, so we do. <laughs> Make we, the best of it. We work with what we have. <laughs> All right. So how did you get into the acting industry here in Atlanta? So you started, were you in Daytona first? Yeah, I was in Daytona and I was going through my first divorce. Uh, I know that sounds like a fucking loser right there no it doesn't <laughs> this is like the state of the way things are i think the, the stronger we get the harder it is to put up with a lot of things that don't work so I, I just think that's the way the state of women in general yeah so yeah so i was on number one and we were going through a divorce and i and um i decided i wanted something for myself i'd spent so many years dedicated to his company helping make that grow and and all that and um and being taken advantage of. So I started taking this acting class. That was the one I told you about that I got hired out of that. The one, uh -huh. They told me that I wouldn't be able to succeed. Man, or I would, like I would think about that every day. I think I would like, have so much pleasure out of knowing what really happened. Girl, I've actually only taken like two acting classes in my whole life. Yeah. That's another thing. I do. I don't do like there's like this whole list of things that they tell actors to do here in Atlanta that you have to have this, you have to do that. And if you don't do this and you don't do that, nobody will ever take you seriously. 
And I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I'm like totally against the core. I don't even think my website is functional right oh. <laughs> now for my acting. And I don't care because I get scripts in the mail all the time. Like I'm, you know, I, I'll do some auditions here and there, but they're really high level auditions. I'm not doing any, you know, basic stuff here. Um, but then most parts, people just send me a message. They're like, hey, here's a script. Here's the part. Read for this. You interested? It's always lead, co-lead. Uh, or a very strong supporting and, um, you know, because with budgets of movies, like under $2 million, that's, um, that's considered ultra low budget. Wow. And yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yes. For me too. So it's ultra yeah, I know. Right? for my life. I can't imagine. I can't wait to say that <laughs> at my company. Yeah. We're low budget. I know. <laughs> Such disrespect. Um, but I can't imagine what's considered like a mid budget, what's considered a high budget. Anything over two million. <laughs> yeah, really. I suppose that's true. <laughs> I want specifics. Well, but that's interesting because really people are coming to you. You don't have to go out there and try to sell yourself in some ways. Like, I'm sure actors do like I do with um, auditioning for voiceover work. It's kind of like a sale. Like I'm trying to sell yeah, myself. I mean, I do and I don't, I guess like Facebook, I'm friends with a lot of people on Facebook. So my network is really there of most of my directors and producers and um, you know, and I'll go to certain events that actors typically don't go to. Uh, like I went to the AFM this last year, uh, the American film market in Santa Monica and there was a really good move. I met a lot of people making a lot of movies and a lot of people want to put me in their movies. Uh, you know, and it's not like it's really a distribution festival. It's not something that actors unless you were in the movie and your company made it or whatever. Right, you're not right. really there. But that's thinking so I just find the box. Yeah, yeah. And I just like met everybody i cut the line you know what i mean like these are all the people selling their movies all the directors and and these are the people that i wanted to say hi and not have to stand in a line to possibly you know work my way through all these auditions for years to maybe eventually work with you if i get so lucky right (laughs) because we really i mean i know that you have a unique look and a unique sound everything's cool but there is there's got to be a, a level of competition that you're always thinking, okay, this person could have potentially had this part. Glad I got it. Honestly, I don't really care. I mean, if somebody I love that, yeah, like if if, they, if somebody else gets a job, if I, there's nobody that I have personally met that looks similar to me. There might be other like females with tattoos. They don't have them the way that I have mine. They're not as buff as me. Girl, I'm a, I'm a big little lady, all right? I, I'm freaking – I had 125 pounds, five foot four. Constance Payne is the destroyer. <laughs> so, you know, like I am who I am and, and people there are either going to like it and hire me or they're going to get somebody else. But, you know, I go all in when I do stuff. I'm, I'm fun to work around. Uh, I'm not – I know when to shut up. Yeah, I've been on That's a couple huge. of sets where people just don't stop. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really hard. I've heard that. Um, one of the things that I've learned through voiceover work in particular is when you're working with directors or script writers, people who are, who are making the copy, if you're a pleasant person to work with and for, it's such a different experience. Like, people will come back to me because it was easy. You oh, know, yeah, as opposed yeah. to working with someone who may sound a little bit different or whatever, if there's any resistance there, they don't want to go down that road. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's Why? so nice to have a nice experience. So I was happy to hear that you feel like that's a, a valuable um, asset. Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, shit, I, I, I prefer to work with people that are easy, like in film, like there's, I mean, like I said, we got a little mini, uh, mini company and there's certain people that I will never hire again. And and people that I've been friends with, and it's just because like while you're wow. cool to have a cup of coffee with <laughs> on set, you I can't do you, and and I I found it like personally insulting because here I am giving somebody an opportunity by being in one of my films and being opposite of me, and um and you're acting the way that you're acting, and that's insulting because you clearly have no idea how hard I work. To do what I do. It is a disrespect because you are providing an opportunity that someone would have worked extremely hard to get. Oh, yeah. I, I, you cut the line yeah. and you disrespect me. <laughs> that sounds like a movie quote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that we're only concentrating on little like five to ten minute um, spots right now because we are we've got a couple features coming up next year um, that we're partnering up with people on and 
they will not be involved in those, wow. you know? And I'm, I'd rather have you fuck up on a small one than really show your ass on something big and there'd be a, an actual problem here. I can't imagine. So it's interesting. You've got like friends that you can not work with, but be friends with. Yeah. But then you've got people that you work with, I'm sure, in this industry where you're like, we couldn't be friends. Glad to work with you. You know? Uh, I, You know, it's kind of funny on that one. Me, I don't really want to work with in, in the film industry. Like, you know, with forensics, I'm always going to work with all types of, you know, crazy people and, you know, all like all different levels of personality. And, and that's that's what I find interesting about that occupation. But in film, I, I can choose. I definitely can because I want to always have a good experience on set. I don't want to be arguing with anybody. You know, you can't ruin the tone on set. Um, and, and that's what I I didn't like about, you know, certain people I've worked with in the past is that now half of my acting ability is going towards trying to keep the set at a certain tone. Otherwise, you're going to shut down for real. And this whole day has been wasted. Wow. You know, it's thousands of dollars down the toilet because you want to have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how is how realistic are forensic shows? <laughs> uh, it depends on which one you're watching. Okay, what would you say is the most realistic? Um, I would say the Samuel L. Jackson movie, The Cleaner, uh, was a very uh, – how everything's broken down and, you know, suiting up and very, very on point with that. Um, so if you're looking for something new age that kind of gives you an idea, um, I would say that for sure. So what is not realistic? Uh, well, you know, it's funny you say that. We were shooting a commercial for the forensics company uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, I was on the phone with my other producers. And they were like, all right, well, we'll interview you. And we'll set up a scene. Uh, we'll have like, uh, you know, we'll do like the, like the chalk outline. And then maybe throw a leg in there. And oh. I was like... Um, I was like, that's so Hollywood and like old school Hollywood too. I don't even remember the last time I saw a chalk line. Was that like Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah. You know, like, what are we, who are you trying to target yeah, here? Negative, negative, <laughs> negative. We are not doing that. Um, and, and there's not going to be a whole leg though. I mean, I have found, um, you know, I did find a, uh, I find interesting things sometimes, but it was a little excessive what they were asking. So we just went with the pool, a standard pool of blood. And then I made some uh, some uh, chunks of skull and teeth out of clay real quick and tossed those. In really? Yeah, tossed those in there and, and just set up my crime scene tape. And Is there anything you're afraid of? Like when you go on to a job site, are you ever afraid of what you're going to see? Uh, I mean, I've I've seen a lot and I've seen it all. I mean, I would say like when when cats or rats pop out of nowhere <laughs> and they'll spook, you know, you're already kind of you're in this cryptic environment already. And now now throw like animals flailing around that are, uh, you know, disgusting. Um, yeah, you know, you know, that that'll be like, ah, but then I'm like, oh, OK, that was just an ugly cat. What, I didn't think you were going to say that. I, I didn't think you were like, you know, the, the jump scare moment. I was thinking <laughs> that's about more, the only thing that scares really? you. Yeah, I would say I was thinking something else. I don't know why. No. Just the notion of like what you're actually interacting with and and what happened behind what you're interacting with. I don't know. No, I mean, I do think about all those things. Sometimes, uh, you know, when I've when I'll take up um, stuff from 30 par- third party companies, I don't know until I'm there. Oh, um, until like I kind of discover and go through until like the end. So that mystery of figuring out, oh, that's how this went down, and they fell. Oh, whoa. Okay, Eesh. interesting. How how many jobs do you do like a week, a month? Is it all the time, constant? It's, it's sporadic. It's all over the place. Like I can, I can, I might work like two, three weeks solid, you know, like depending, like, let's say there's a big horde and a bunch of dead bodies in between on other calls. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so all over the place or, you know, if I'm going to be on set, uh, then I've got somebody else to kind of cover for me and take calls. But I mean, it's hard. I think there's something in the moon and the stars too with it. I know that sounds weird. We were just talking about that yeah. uh, before the show that sometimes things just happen. It just happens. It's like, it'll be like murder week or suicide week. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's very Interesting. strange. So yeah. Is it Christmas time where things tend to pick up? You know how there are like themes that there are moments that are more emotional during certain parts of the year. 
or something like that. Yeah, there's. I mean, it depends. It's very like I said. It it, it each month does its own weird thing. Wild. Um, Do you ever see something on the news where you're like, oh, that's the whole story behind what I cleaned up? Yeah, and it usually aligns with what I've seen. Oh. Or, or sometimes you know, like my my buddies at the you know the police department or the sheriff's office or fire department or whatever they'll they'll tell me you know what happened. Um, Interesting because. Okay, so I know it's not or your job. Oh, sorry, Go sometimes ahead. I get a wholly different version from the homeowner. Oh no, really? <laughs> I've had people tell me I don't live here, and their mail is their name in the mail is everywhere. Oh they no, don't, you're kidding? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. It's like flat out lies. <laughs> yeah, flat out. Like I wasn't gonna know. Like Somebody read. stole all your mail and hid it in this house, lady. <laughs> So you deal with personality types all the time. I, everybody's mentally sick in some kind of p- capacity. Truth. You know, it just depends on the level, what you're dealing with. Some people just get sad. You know, some Aww. people, their loved one dies, their partner dies, and then they get a uh, depression room or depression house, as I like to call it. And and then uh, one day they finally decide that they've had enough and they're they're ready to move forward in life. And that's when I step in. So how many other companies are out there like yours, even in this Woodstock area? Because I see that you, you, I typed it out, you service Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, DeKalb, Gwinnett, Fulton, Clayton, Henry, Fayette, Douglas, and Forsyth counties. That's many counties. Yeah, that's everybody. Is that anybody that'll call? I mean, it depends. I mean, the drive time and everything depends. Because I've got two uh, service vehicles. I got a big old truck. And then I got a little car for zipping around. So, like, that's what I keep. Everything just depends. <laughs> Sometimes I might just need a bucket, you know, full of some gear. Sometimes I got to pull out the heavy equipment, uh, it, dis- disposing of mattresses, furniture, all, you know, you, it's every unique know. case. Yeah. So, how much does what you see visually in your business? affect how you um, help out or influence your acting career. In other words, like if you know what something genuinely really looks like as a crime scene and you go onto a set and you're like, none of this looks even remotely normal. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's what I like about the acting community now is like everybody's wanting to get the realistic look. They just don't know what it is in certain types of things, which I mean, I think it's kind of funny. It's like if you're going to, you know, write a movie about like military personnel or detectives that like, Maybe you might want to have a former on um, staff for writing, right, you know right. what I mean? For dialogue purposes. I heard they had like someone that. like that on like ER. They, yeah. they had someone, yeah. like, I don't know if it was Michael Kreitner, whoever it was, but someone who had like a real um, MD. And, uh, uh, yeah, an understanding of what we're doing here yeah, today. So it's not going to be super fake. You know, it can actually have an element of realism to it. And that's another thing about preparing for, you know, yourself for, for set. Like if I, if I were to cast somebody as an attorney and put them in one of my movies and I – don't see any and you do your research by watching other television shows versus doing your own personal research on your own reconnaissance i can tell the difference really? that is being lazy like you know or, or being motivated what's your favorite acting job that you've gotten <sighs> I mean, I guess you'd have to be more specific on the question of like just the content or I mean, how about this? What has been the most satisfying acting job that you've had where you were just like you left, you finished it. You were just like, damn, that is why I'm here on this planet is to have moments like this. Jobs like this. Um, well, I was butt naked, covered in blood on the streets of Miami about Four years ago doing this film called Sadie like they had, they had closed off this street in the like we're outside okay it's like between the hours of 10 and 4 in the morning and I spent that entire time covered in corn syrup and coagulated blood uh, taking a stroll through hell um, and I was very I found it very liberating yeah. <laughs> especially when we're like wrapping up and I'm in this bathtub in the middle of an alley you know they've got it lit all like funky and stuff and and this truck driver <laughs> no he drives by ever so and he had his phone up and he was filming me and I'm like just sitting there and I'm just covered in blood and I'm waving uh, you know there's a lot of good moments on that I actually chased a uh, after the goat too because um, every you know at the gates of hell there's always a goat and and um, they took the rope off of of him um, against the advice of the goat handler, 
And then the goat took off, and I'm the only athlete on set. So now here I am, butt naked, covered in blood, <laughs> running down the streets of Miami after a fucking goat. <laughs> not many people can say that. Definitely not been said on our show before. So, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I saved the goat, you know, and that was really fun. Like, I, I don't think I've ever saved anything in, in real life on set before since then. Well, if you weren't an athlete, that goat might have, like, yeah. really nice. Oh, out yeah. there today. <laughs> we would have owed somebody $350. I think that's what the going rate. You know how hard it was to find a goat down in Miami because of Santeria? Everybody's looking at us like we're crazy, like we're going to murder this goat or something. Oh, and my- I was like, I swear it's just a movie. We're not going to hurt the goat. Like, <laughs> but they don't know for sure. But they don't know because, <laughs> yeah, because we're all flying in from L.A. <laughs> oh, gosh, L.A. people. I don't even know. I don't know what it's like. But I can imagine, like, if you're if you were to go back into your into your history as well of acting, like, is there a job where you're like, I wish I had never signed up to do this position or this, uh, this role yeah yeah i'm i'm not going to mention the title of it okay. um because that director is a piece of garbage this is all over 300 dollars, and it was just a very sh- i could tell that the director was chauvinist because you know it was one of those oh, i'm a director writer producer and i get his script and and all the all the women in the script they would always just follow the men around and agree with them all the time and and, and in what society <laughs> does that ever happen okay fantasy land yeah the the, the Women just they were just like oh yes yep oh no you know and so, so I could tell he was a chauvinist uh, from from the script writing and uh, you know that he didn't know what he was doing and I'm like okay whatever we're gonna do this low budget film and um, and I went ahead and I did it and and he was just really rude just. Uh, this was like six seven years ago so it's just very condescending very rude and then all out he just didn't flat out didn't pay me. <sighs> You know, $300. And and he must have forged my signature on the thing because you can't get distribution in the film industry without all signed signatures from uh, from actors. And there was a bunch of other people that had complained uh, that they hadn't been paid and that they also did not sign no. uh, any type of contract or anything. And now he's on uh, a second film. So I'm just kind of letting this sit back because, I, I mean, my name is uh, – uh, I'm a registered trademark. <laughs> Are you like yes. an R? Yeah, I've got the R with the little circle. Do you, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. For, what? That's uh, amazing. Yeah, for acting and my clothing and my jewelry and stuff like that. Like we could talk all day. We, yeah, we, we could. could. We could talk all day. <laughs> That's like a whole other side I didn't know about. That's so cool. Um, yeah. So I'm just kind of sitting back on that one and waiting until it's actually relevant. Interesting. What do you think people don't know about the acting industry that you think, okay, here's my chance to really tell people some things that I've learned? Um, well, I would have to say that I definitely don't have to sleep with anybody to get where I'm at. Oh, that's um, I think that, that I find that like a very common thing. People, oh, you know, when they meet me, they're always, oh, well, you must, you know, oh, eh. they look at me like I haven't busted my ass to do this. Now, there might be stories from back in the day where women had done that. And however, whatever, whatever is you is you. Yeah. But for, for people to just, you know, think that just because you're in this industry, um, that you, that you gotta, you know, sleep your way up to, to the comprom- top. Yeah. Compromise yourself. Yeah. Like it's just not true. Like people hire me because I'm a badass female and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for, you know, some, uh, some, some fight moves and some feistiness. And, uh, I don't have to sleep with anybody to get where I'm going. You know why? Cause they, they write me a fucking paycheck. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like that, like they, that, that, there's it. your proof. There you go. Yeah. And, um, I guess, you know, in my most recent, uh, failed marriage, it was, it was hard towards the end of that. Cause you know, I fly out a lot, you know, you got people paying for my, my flights, my hotel rooms, they're paying my salary for the week to one month that I'm on a set. And, um, here he was thinking I'm on vacation. So like, I'm literally working from the time my plane lands to the time it goes up there. I don't and then if I'm not working and busting my ass on set, I'm exhausted and hiding in my hotel room. Right. <laughs> so that there's the divided life feeling where yeah. you have your life, but then there's a perception of what your life is really like. Exactly. And I mean, I do a good job of showing because there's a lot of great things about it. You know what I mean? I love my life, you know, but it's not all, every single day. I'm not doing lingerie photo shoots. Uh, you know what I mean? Getting my hair styled and, you know, makeup put on by Betty. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not doing all that. It's when I do have those moments, it's fun and I enjoy them and, and we're doing it for work and, you know, and we all have a good time doing it. 
doing it. And then the other half of the time, I, I might be in somebody's hoarding house shithole, uh, having to piss in my own coffee cup because I ain't hovering over that. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a diverse life. Yeah. But have you had to deal? I know we talked just briefly. You mentioned about a director being pretty misogynistic, but have you had to deal with much of what is considered the Me Too movement? Have you had have you had issues in that way? In the in, in in your acting career, um, I haven't had anybody. Uh, I think people. I, I'm apparently I'm intimidating. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit intimidating. I have had people um, verbally try to test the waters. I can tell. You know what I mean. You can tell, and I always direct a conversation very quickly, especially when I pick up on one of those hints um, of somebody trying to gear it towards that way. Mm-hmm. Like when you know, if a new director or producer hits me up on um, online, and you know, I can tell they don't know how to have a conversation with me. The first thing I say is. All right, cool. Um, you know, if you'd like to see my reels and resume, let me know. I can drop them to you here. If you shoot me your email address, I can send it there. And let either they'll, yeah, let it be. And either they'll, they'll say, yeah, I'd love to see your stuff. Send it here, send it there, or they don't respond. And if they don't respond, well, then you know. Then I know. <laughs> I don't know why. I just sort of assumed it was very pervasive and everyone has to deal with it for some reason in my no. mind. I mean, there, there's a community, a very small community here and there. Um, and it's really about the, the the women that I've seen have those experiences. Um, they're they're coming from a sense of like desperation and wanting to be liked and and, and move ahead. And and so they're they're not seeing the signs of somebody with their bullshit. Do you think there's an energy around that kind of an actor that is like, I will do whatever just so that I can, like, I'll get to know you and I'll be close to you and I'll do whatever I can. To yeah. Or, or, or thinking that, um, that this person is, is it at all valuable to their career and worth pursuing in any type of professional way, personal, professional, whatever way. But, you know, you have to identify what value does that have that does that person have towards your goals and where you're getting at in life. And, um, you know, I mean, I surround myself by good people who do what they say they're going to do in the timely manner that they allot themselves or that I kind of, you know, if to be like, oh, I'll have it done next week. I'm like, ah, I know you won't till the end of the month, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, at least I know. Like, but not ever getting that task done, that says something about your work ethic. Exactly. And it's not because, oh, you've got a million things to do and you're so busy. Well, aren't we motherfucking <laughs> all? You know, that's really presumptuous of you to think that you're the busiest person in Woodstock or in Atlanta, Georgia, or these United States or the world, for that matter. We all have the same amount of time, right? Yeah, we all got 24 hours in a day. And, you know, just like with hitting the gym, I've I've had to wake up earlier sometimes and move my schedule around this way or that way to be able to to hit, you know, the amount of hours that I need to look the, the way that I need to look for whatever I got coming up. Like right now I'm doing a weight cut. You know, I spent three hours jogging yesterday oh out in the hot sun. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'm, I'm waddling. <laughs> I'm waddling <laughs> look, today. Yeah. You look I, uh, like you are. You look good. You look like you're super strong, ready to take everything on, which is probably like a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at any, any given moment, if, <laughs> if the situation were to arise, stand back. I've got it. I like it. <laughs> but how interesting you have to really mold yourself to be whatever. I mean, I know that's what an actor does, but I've never really spoken to someone who actually is doing something actively. Well, there's certain things like some people they're like, uh, they don't, they're just like, this is the way I look and that's it, you know? And, and I'm different. That goes along with the method part uh, of the acting is that I, I like to embody myself and, and, you know, always changing my looks and up and down. And, um, you know, like this next one, I'm playing a, 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 a ranger, like a state park ranger, uh, for a few scenes in a film. And I really want my, my cheekbones to, to pop hard on this one because the last couple of films, I, I just, you know, felt a little bit fuller. Oh. Um, and I, you know, just weird stuff like that. But so, that's, that's your assessment. That's not someone told assess- you to change. No, right? nobody tells me to change. I do it because when I get this footage back with, uh, cause I think I'm going to be doing a Southern accent in this one as well. Uh, like a Southern hippie type of, um, and uh, so I'll have a whole look and a whole different sound in frame. And and so that's just showing range in, in right. all, all different types of characters that I can play. 
opens up potential other yeah for people to see me different types of ways what other accents do you do southern accent i can pretty much do anything honestly if i listen to uh like i'll I'll google on on youtube and stuff like that and uh, it'll take a little bit of research and then you know i'll start reading a book in that accent and like hitting each every word because that's my trick on set when if i because you can't just practice the script you know, if you're doing an accent, you can't just say, read the script. You, you, you got to read the, a whole book. It could be a book about anything. doesn't matter. But uh, you're reading it in the accent. You're reading it in the accent, and you have to read it out loud. Um, mm-hmm. And that way, when the script changes on set, because it always fucking does, <laughs> uh, you're, you're spending less time. You can just, you know... Assimilate, yeah. You just assimilate to it. You're just, all right, you're already so there. You can do a British accent. I'm terrible at a British accent. <clears throat> oh, well. I used to have an RV, and um, I had to stay at uh, senior living communities, and so I would call in my uh, little old lady voice. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's a, that's a good one, right? That's <laughs> a really good one. I could never do it. Yeah. It sounds so good. I'm like, really? It gets even, that's just like off-handed. Like, yeah. if, I, if I focus and sit down, I could do it like, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. I was not prepared for it. But, I mean, oh. I shoot. I do Australian. I mean, any, really? literally anything. I just got to listen to it, and I get them bites. That's a skill. That's like a Meryl Streep skill. Yeah. You know? Whereas she could do any accent, and it sounds so authentic and normal. Like, like she lives this every day. But that's yeah, kind of what super you're talking chill. about. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. super chill. Because it, that's another thing. Like, not overthinking it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that same thing in, in, in the cleanup. You know, if I've got somebody's like brain and coagulated blood, I'm, I, I can't really think about what I'm about touching. You know, I just got to just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just but do it's it. sacred work. You yeah. know, it is sacred work. It is. I mean, you're dealing with the dead, you know, and like I have a lot of respect for the dead. And, um, you know, I haven't had any ghost experiences or, any, or anything like that and doing my job, which is very strange because when I lived in Daytona Beach uh, in my first marriage, uh, we lived in a haunted neighborhood and just, really? yeah, had like three, four different houses in the same neighborhood. Each and every one of them was haunted. It was kind of like every time we'd move, like the, there were more ghosts at the new place, but then the old ones would follow us. <gasps> yeah, it was what? crazy. And there were, then it got to the point where it was like daily activity and... Uh, it was insane. And then uh, found a psychic. She did some, it was all through text message too. Really? I, I know it sounds like bullshit, right? <laughs> and I was like, this is garbage. And then days went by, weeks went by, months went by. Never had an experience since then. Well, there's so much I don't understand out there, yeah. you know, yeah. of why things work the way they work and and yeah, turn it on and turn it off. Like, and, and that was another thing. Like, I was kind of scared to get into the forensic clinic. So that was a very terrifying experience, oh, um, wow. in, in those houses. And, uh, you know, just especially the unknown, um, and hearing all these sounds and yeah. scary things. And that's why I was thinking it would be kind of spooky, but you're like, it's just when the animals come flying out yeah, of nowhere. Just, like, yeah, <laughs> just the animals. I mean, after the first couple jobs, I was like, all right, nobody's following me home. So this is cool. Whew. I think they, they know that I respect them, you know, that, uh, that I'm trying to, to help out here. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's an energy, you know, a respectful energy of sacred work. I think that's the way I would look at it, too. Um, and not everybody's got the right disposition to do it. So I mean, I appreciate that. They're, like I was thinking how nice it is that I get to meet all these different business owners that do things that I could never do that are not my, in my wheelhouse or even thought about. But I really have a, a, a true respect for anybody that is following a dream that they have. And I think that's so cool about you, too, because you've got a, lots of different dreams that you're following and are being successful in in lots of ways. And I think what would advice would you give someone who is out there wanting to pursue a job or even getting into the acting field? What would you suggest for them? Um, quit being a pussy. <laughs> that's that's really, your fearless yeah, formula. That, that's my fearless <laughs> formula because I've had so many people come after me for business advice for uh, regular business stuff, and then uh, business advice for uh, specifically being an actor. And I can talk to people for about two hours, kind of interview them, figure out what what's your dream. You know what I mean? And, and give them some breakdowns of oh, hey, you could do this. These are options. Da, 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 da. Two hours later, every single time, Sharon, you know what they say to me? What? They say, well, what if I do all that and it doesn't work out? 
know. And I'm like, now I'm pissed because you wasted two hours of my time while I'm trying to help you out being kind. And now you want to have this loser mentality of you're afraid to fail. Do you think I've always, I've not been successful at ever. It's been years and a lot of failure to get where I'm at well, in a what, lot of different ways. What roles. makes you keep going? Not being a pussy. <laughs> I told you. I told you. It's really that simple. It feels like it should be more complicated because no. really people, including myself, I get in my own head and it's just like, no, I get overwhelmed and I can't face, I don't know, not succeeding in some way. My family or there are excuses that I could come up with like 50 of them right now of why I can't do something. Well, yeah, a lot of family shame is a big thing that that leads a lot of people in their lives. And, you know, and that's another big thing about being an actor is you literally have to not care what other people think or anything, because you get caught in your head like that. You're going to choke on camera. You know, Mm, if you're like, oh, God, was that okay? Was that you don't you know what I mean? Like that you don't need uh, approval. You know, you just you just do what you do and and approve of yourself you know be like all right if this is my big goal i'm gonna break this down into all right at the end of the year i'm gonna do this and now let's break this down into quarters and then let's do you know monthlies and then be proud of yourself every time that you accomplish one of those and then you'll see the light at the end of time. Not overwhelming. Yeah. It's when not you break it down. When you break it down. Yeah. Everybody sees everything all in this this big mess. It's all over the place. Yes. It's all these thoughts and ideas and everything. And, and sometimes if you just like get rid of all the bullshit and just focus on them, it's like a like building a house, you know? Right. You don't start putting the roof on first when you ain't got no structure. But people want the roof. They want yeah, it they, done. They want their, yeah. They want to hurry up and done because it's raining tomorrow. It's raining what tomorrow. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do with all the roof? But that's what people like the end result. But, you know, I like that you're talking about like the small things can be just as satisfying that you accomplished. It doesn't have to be the roof, but it can be just that you have a plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live in the tent uh, out back for a minute until you can save up for all the nails and the lumber. That feels so doable and like positive and and, uh, accessible. You know, a little result is something that I can I can grab onto and make that my goal. Like if I did if I auditioned for 10 auditions this week, well, that's great. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I wanted. OK, well, then what's supposed to happen will happen, you know, and exactly. let, let go of the result. Interesting. These are all such because, like, yeah. things. Obviously, you want to book those roles just like everybody else auditioning. Yeah, for them. Exactly. But the fact that you're they're even looking at you and listening to you, that's a big accomplishment right there. Right. There's statistics that show me how often people listen to my auditions, my reels, all of those things. And so or if I get shortlisted, which is like round two, all oh, those yeah. things are fun. Yeah. So I, I get a real kick out of that. <laughs> That's good. See? Yeah, it can be very motivating. And then it can also be demotivating because I'll be like, oh, my gosh, like I worked so hard on all of these and nobody liked any of them. And it's like, why am I in this business? But, you know, when you get booked, then it's like, oh, well, this is why I'm in. This I'm business. a baby all the time. I'll go like two weeks and I don't book anything as an actor. And then I'm like, oh, I'm a loser. Nobody <laughs> likes me. And then it's like something huge happens. Yeah, And then but... you're like, oh, well, no, I'm not. Yeah, I've got like three big features. I'm doing that. What am I? I'm not even... Quit crying. Quit crying. <laughs> All right. Well, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, Facebook is the best. Facebook would be the best way to um, get in contact okay. with me. That Constance is Constance Pain. Yes. And then also my website for forensic cleaning is freshstartbio.com. So if you need anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, let me know. I've had so much fun chatting with you. I really, we could talk a very long time. Like I, I could see, we have to have, you have to come back. Of course. And of we'll, course. we'll talk about your new projects too, because there's so many really fun, exciting things happening. But I think one of the best things about it is that you are truly authentically you. So what is yours was really meant to be yours. You know, Aww, thank it's just you. super cool. It's super cool to watch. And everybody listening, thank you for tuning into Fearless Formula. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fearless formula. Have a great day.